0: Welcome everyone, we are about to begin Be'ez HaShem, uh, Feedback and Insight Shear number 41. When we talk about chinach, the chinach of our children from a very young age all the way through the teen, teenage years, even into the early 20s, uh, part of that chinach that a married couple has, a father and a mother, is to prepare them for marriage. And the best way to do so, to prepare your children for marriage, which you can do starting from an extremely early age, even as early as three, maybe even earlier, is the conduct that is observed by your children from that very young age onward between uh, the husband and the wife, between their mother and their father. That is a gift of chinach of them seeing your own marriage, what it really should be like that they should get that idea and carry that into the future. And the truth is, society is stronger when our marriages are stronger, families are stronger when our marriages are stronger, and Am Yisrael is stronger when our marriages are stronger. We think along that Am Yisrael is stronger because of the Kayach HaTayra, and the Koyach and the Koyach Gemilas Chasadim, all true. But our own Shalom bias, when our marriages are stronger, Amis stronger. And we need to be that model for our children. And that is how we interact as husband and wife. Because when parents mistreat each other, the children say to themselves, uh, you know, what, what do I have looked, what do I have to look forward to? I don't need this. No thank you. And they're hesitant to get married. And even if they're not hesitant to get married, they get cynical about marriage, cynical about building a home, cynical about, um, you know, everything about that. And they'll, if they have sexual urges, they'll satisfy it in the wrong ways and other ways, and they not necessarily in marriage. And we need to reverse that trend. And while it's true that no marriage is perfect... But nevertheless, we're not expected to have perfect marriages, but we need to have authentic marriages, real marriages, beautiful marriages, and, and every husband, every single husband is teaching his sons how to be a husband. Every wife is teaching her daughters how to be a wife. You're teaching by example. and But the teaching by example is not merely how to survive marriage, how to just... Uh, you know, hang in there in cruise control or just to adapt the Evid, but to thrive in marriage. Because when a couple just settles on simply surviving marriage until, on the, until the kids are out of the house and then, you know, uh, whatever it is, they'll separate, uh, you know, and for the time being, they have a calm coexistence. It sounds nice, maybe, but it's toxic for children and it's toxic certainly for teenagers as they see that coldness and that resignation uh, that fills the ear and it's pretty traumatic for children and it sabotages your children's view of marriage and destroys them in a very significant way it's important for a couple to Davant Hashem for help ask Shmaya. To create a vibrant marriage, even when there are bumps in the road. Get help when you need to get help. And show your children how much you're trying to make your marriage work. And whether it takes counseling, whether it takes asking people for help, whatever the case may be. It's extremely, extremely important. And... Um, Don't throw up your hands and give up because things are tense at the moment. When you fight for your marriage, you're fighting for your children's future marriages because Mm -hmm. you're showing them that you do what it takes, the hard work, the commitment, whatever behavior correction that's necessary, the forgiveness. Children will see this, they'll see the truth. They'll realize marriage may not be easy they may realize, and they will realize, that marriage requires work. But they will also realize that when you put in that work, whether they the, the, they see their parents working very hard between themselves to make it work, or they see their parents getting help to make it work, then their marriage can thrive, and their children will see this. Their children, your children will see how tefillah helps, how the khira helps, how it can shape lives and how when you work hard on things, when you invest into marriage, into each other, even though you went through tough times, you pull through and you become stronger as a result. Now, as we we mentioned in passing, there is a difference of an opinion. And it's a cultural difference too. It may not just be a halachic difference, it's a cultural difference as to how affectionate parents physically aren't expressed to each other in front of the children. So the guidelines, what's for sure clear, is that overtly sexual expressions should certainly not be expressed in front of the children at any age, because ultimately children or teenagers, they need to know and learn that the sexual physical aspects uh, between a husband and a wife, between a man and a woman is private, is sacred, and is not for public display, and not even in front of your own children. There needs to be some boundary there um, when things are overtly sexual. And I'm not going to go be graphic here, but it's, a, it's basically uh, things that you should normally do in a bedroom privately between a husband and a wife. That is not to be um, exhibited in front of children. And that's clear no matter what culture you're in. I would say that even to non-Jews, non-religious Jews, it makes no difference. It's not a healthy thing for them to see that. That's something they need to learn that there's a boundary there. However, the question though is, is not overtly sexual physical expressions. Let's say simply a hug, a kiss, a kiss on the forehead, holding hands. Um, you know, and things like that. Um, and I respect all cultures and opinions on both sides of this. I don't have any strong opinion one way or the other about this. And I respect both sides of it. I've heard this way. I've heard that way. I know in some cultures they encourage it. They say it's healthy for the children to see this. It makes them feel warm. It makes them feel secure. The other cultures that feel it's not even that is not appropriate children need to know that physicality is something separate should be should be hidden even the non overtly sexual aspects of it so there's different schools of thought but what is clear that even if you're of the culture or you, you're guided not to show any <laughs> physical contact or affection between a husband and a wife in front of your children even if you follow that uh, guideline, which is perfectly okay. And, you know, some people feel that that is the right thing to do. So we're not arguing with that here at all. However, even then, there needs to be a clear and open demonstration of respect and caring through words, through your body language, even if there's no touching. That's a chi of gomer. It has to shine through. Somehow you have to figure out a way with that ahava, that 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 connection and that security, is manifested through words, through your expressions, even if you're of the culture that does not have physical uh, touch expressions in front of your children. So that's been a gayat of how much affection you should show, physical affection you should show in front of your children. Now the same shayla applies just like with physical affection, the reverse. Conflicts. How much conflict, how much disagreements is it okay or even positive to show in front of your children how much not? There are some that hold they should never disagree at all in front of the children. Now, that may not be necessarily the most healthy thing. You have situations where parents suddenly divorce, I say so suddenly in quotations, Children are absolutely shocked out of their minds. They're traumatized by it because they never saw it coming. They never saw any disagreement at all because they hid it from them and did it only privately. And they became so shocked and disoriented from the fact that their parents are getting divorced when externally they didn't see any type of issue. Now, there's another school of thought that says it's healthy to express disagreements. Now we're not talking here. Lachaladeis, yelling, shouting, abusive words, angry words, that Kula almaida, not only that it's not healthy to show in front of your children, it's not healthy to do anything like that at all. That behavior has to stop. The question the Shaila is, is what about disagreements that are disagreed upon respectfully? between a husband and a wife, in front of the children, in that sense, there's a Swara a to say, that you're really showing them the right way as to how to resolve conflicts. You're talking with Derek Eretz, each one is expressing their own opinions, in a respectful way, and the children are learning, how to, with Derek Eretz, work out a particular problem. And so this, again, Swaras is lakan and lakan. But again, like I said, lecholadeis according to everyone. Angry words, harsh words, abusive words, loud voices, things like that, is not good. Not only not in front of the children, and not in between themselves either. Another thing that's important is if these misunderstand, if, if these disagreements, are about private and between husband and wife, that also does not belong in front of the children, whether it's discussions about intimate life. That's something the children should not be part of. That's inappropriate. But the question is, what if, it's, what if it's about other things? Now, the truth is, I would say, even in-law issues is inappropriate. You know, if, let's say, each one of the couple has problems with the other person's parents for whatever reason, and they have to talk it through because they're going there for yuntive or they have issues, that also is not healthy to talk in front of the children. Because for the children, you have to remember these are their grandparents. these are their grandparents and 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 it's it's not healthy for them to hear how a how a father um has issues with his the his mother's parents or vice versa and um even we're talking about cases even where it's mutter completely it's not lush and Hara, where a couple needs to work out the bumps in the road that come up with in law issues. they need to communicate that. But in general, that's counterproductive to discuss in front of your children. So, that also should not be discussed in front of your children. But we're talking where it is probably a healthy thing is simply simple, basic things in life. Couples running late and they need, he needs to get to Simcha and she's del- delaying a little bit and they discuss respectfully, not yelling, not being abusive, but simply discussing how to get around it. Common issues like that, common regular life issues like that, sorting out a problem, sorting out where we should go on vacation, sorting out a particular hashgoth about a certain thing in Tyra or or in whatever it is. It could happen, by the way, even as... Uh, there's a Shabbos table discussion. Uh, the husband said it's Taira, and the wife interjects, yes, it's a nice Advar but you have to know in this particular situation it may not apply. And then they have a dialogue, and it could be the father disagrees somewhat with the mother, but they talk respectfully. They go through the issue. The children see how the parents come to a solution, how they self-correct. And these are common-day things that but derech lal, most of the time, the children will respect you more for it and not less for, you, for it. So those type of matzavim, of those type of simple basic life disagreements, that is probably not a negative thing to show in front of your children, especially when you learn the tools of how to interact and come to, um, you know, a, an agreement about it. One other thing that is not healthy, uh, intermixing your marriage into your children, is never be codependent on your children. Meaning, don't talk to your children, even your older children, about your marriage. Even your mature teenager that's wise beyond their years, you know, they're very, very mature and emotionally sensitive. A wife should not go to, uh, to, to his son to her son and talk about problems that she is having with his father. And the same goes the other way around. It makes no difference. And um, because there's a few reasons why that is not healthy. Number one, it's a burden they shouldn't have to share. You know, they, they, a, a parent cannot confide in the child something. That is a burden for the child to bear. When a mother goes to a child and says, I have an issue with your father about this and this, and it's I, I can't take it, and well, you know, whatever, and you're confiding in your son or your daughter like they're your therapist, it is not fair to them. It creates a burden on them. And number two, which is a bigger mistake even, is you're shutting out your own spouse and you're co-conspiring with your children And that's sabotaging the relationship and it's toxic and it can affect generations in many negative ways. The healthier, the healthier approach when there is an issue between a husband and wife is a direct approach to discuss it between themselves. And if something's too difficult and they need outside counseling, they need outside counseling, but to drag the children into those type of things. Even if they're mature and even if you have the best relationship with them. Let's say a mother and daughter are very close and they're connected and she, and the daughter is very wise beyond her years. and she, but, but, but to discuss her marriage? No. She can't talk to her f- daughter about the problems that she is having with her father. And she cannot to talk to her son about the problems that she is having with her father. And the husband, the same thing. He cannot talk to his son about the problems he is having with her mother. He cannot talk to his daughter about the problems that he is having with his mother. And the same thing applies to telling your children, you know, your father's a schlamazel, or he's a fat schlub, or your mother's always late, you're always your mother's always unreliable, and, or your father's dead wrong about this. Um, and they're mishiga, you know, because you're upset about something, whatever it is. Or your mother has krumashgofes, or your father has krumashgofes. These are terrible things to say. That will affect the kids and mess them up in their relationship, in their future relationships as well. You're undermining your spouse, and and you're basically, in a certain way, telling your children it's okay to talk derogatorily and negatively about your spouse and you need to realize again to just um like the good old uh, eternal or whatever her speaker uh, to uh, this uh, uh, president who needs a refuel shalema to let's circle back uh, circle back to the what we talked about the chinuch of the children and the biggest chinuch of your children is to set an example in your marriage that it's a gift and that itself is something that can be And it's very important also to know That even if you and your spouse grew up in a home That did not have a good marriage And what was past was past So I'm talking both situations Number one, if you're entering in a marriage You're pre- pretty newly married But you had, you know, your parents had difficult marriages and unhealthy marriages or that you yourselves, however long you're married, two years, five years, ten years, twenty years thirty years makes no difference how long if up to this point you did not have a good marriage. Nevertheless you could reverse it and you could reverse the current state, require some training, some skill, some guidance, some education, of course it's filler and it could be reversed. And the truth is, is don't say it's ever too late. Even if your children are older now and it was traumatic for them and it wasn't a healthy environment till now, it could be healthy going forward. Even if they left the house already and they were traumatized somewhat, if you work out your marriage and work together again, they'll have some nachasruach out of that as well. But regardless, it's a very important thing. To realize that people think that it's independent of the klal. Besides having better shalom bayis improves your own life physically and spiritually and emotionally and mentally, both for the husband and for the wife, and for, as for a unit together so that the shchina should be shere there, and for your own children, the truth is, is like what we say, is that the shalom bayis, the stronger it is, the stronger... The marriages are in Klal Yisrael. The stronger Am Yisrael is. The stronger Am Yisrael is. When, 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 through the Nivuah of of, of that Billam said, but in the name of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, he saw that their tents were not, um, you know, aligned with one another; that you could see into one another that they didn't because of eight and number two the lesson of being sameach bechelki i'm not going to be high desire what the other marriage is or what they have they should be good with their marriage but i could make a brook into mine mine doesn't get better by just looking at yenim we each have to work on our own and we work on our own marriages for our own sake for the should be Sherva there, but it's the gi- biggest gift, the biggest matona, and the biggest chinuch that you could give to your children. Have a wonderful day.